y'all. I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, I'm spending Father's Day with Karamo Brown and Russell Brand. Arya Stark announces her candidacy for 2020. And we're going on vacation to wine country with the gals from SNL. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Good morning. <laughs> Why are you being such a loon? I'm trying to be official. Good morning from New York City. Live from New York City. It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> How are you? Doing great. How are you? Just fine. We both have a stack of, well, a proverbial stack of papers in front of us. We do, we do. There's we lots to talk about. Notes on notes on notes. So many notes. Um. I feel like the only place we can start is with Cher. Oh, sure. <gasps> Wasn't sure where you're going to go there. Why? No, that's a perfect place to start. There's no better place to start. We should start every show talking about Cher. From now on, we're going to because my life has irreversibly changed. Wow. It was exceptional. We went to see her in I was Brooklyn. Say we should tell people why we're talking about Cher. <laughs> Although we could just talk about her. We do just talk about her a lot of times. We went and saw her in concert uh, in Brooklyn, like literally 20 minutes from both of our apartments, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. She was in our backyard. Um, and it was a dream. This was her Here We Go Again tour. Mamma Mia. <laughs> um, she opened with A Woman's World. Oh, what a great opener. And it just went from there. Started strong. Let's establish that we're in a woman's world. What was your favorite moment? Oh, my God. Well, you know I cried when she sang I Got You, Babe, which is my wedding song. And the open, the line where she's like, I know you'd like it, I'd like it, but he'd love it. And then they just start. I was like, who's he? And then I was like, it's Sunny. And oh, it was just such a beautiful moment. And I mean, what an iconic song Yeah, to hear an iconic woman sing. That was really something. And she sounded great and she looked phenomenal. I mean, it's hard. It's I mean, I kept leaning over and being like, this is my favorite song. Yeah. And like 12 times, it just the hits kept rolling. It was great. I mean, that's I think what I was so floored by is like, here is Cher, who has performed with every single famous musician ever to live. And she snap out of it, <laughs> snap out of it. And not only is she living and like has outlived she's outlived almost everyone she's ever performed with all of her contemporaries the Barclays she's touring and selling it out it's incredible it's amazing I was just so inspired and the audience my god we were like so with our people oh yeah it was such a next level thing. Everybody was dancing but you could also just sit and enjoy I mean Everybody was there. Yeah, it was really fun. We've highlighted it in our Instagram story. So yes. be sure to check it out. Oh, what was your favorite part? Um, I think my favorite part was either if I could turn back time. Mm, I was just so not good. expecting that level. I was not expecting her to just sing. And she came out level. in the oh, outfit. I like the iconic leotard. Um, I also really loved Believe mm-hmm. because they did such a huge intro to it. And it was also her last song. So she was like, 
blowing kisses to the audience and like just so like taking it all in. And I really loved seeing how happy she was doing what she does. I also liked the intro where she just did like a seven minute comedy bit for us. She did her show. She did what she used to do oh on the share show. I just want to hear this woman talk. Yeah. Her accent, her, the way she uses war. I mean, it, it's so delightful and she's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. And then when she was talking about David Letterman, she was like, he was funny. I was funny, but I was funny. Like she's so good. Yeah. I love that. She's basically been telling stories like this since she started. So like witty. Yeah. It was everything. Yeah, it was. And then weren't we going to do one of her, didn't it jog something? Weren't we going to do one of her movies? Burlesque. Yes. I may or may not have watched that over the weekend. Oh my God. Well, that one song is so good. You haven't seen The Last of Me? I can't handle. I've been been brought down to my knees. Yeah, so good. (laughs) I don't know if we can do a full episode on burlesque. I feel like that's the, I feel like the listening public will not allow it. Mm, I could, but well, maybe we'll take a poll. <laughs> we should do a poll. It could be a bonus episode. See if there's an appetite for this. Oh, man. But yeah, share. Highlight my, of my life, highlight of my year. Yeah, that was a fun show. The best. Yeah, there's not a lot of people who I feel like I'm like, di- I'm dying to see in that. You know, in that kind of big arena setting. Yeah, right? Because I feel like she was on my list for so long. Yeah. And now I've seen her. And I I really want to see Adele. Mm. Um, She's, and I really want to see Florence. Yeah, Florence is great. I saw her in Central Park. I really need to see her. Angelic voice. Yeah, just the power and the- Like butter. Yeah. I don't know. I could take or leave Adele, I hate to say. That's upsetting to hear. I know. I feel like I always buy her albums and I never listen to them. Oh, my God. What? No, I'm sorry. That's concerning. But that's fine. Yeah. We saw Sharon. That's what counts. Here we are. What else is going on? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the street. And you and I have like a, this running joke that you're going to have all of your retirement off your Princess Diana Beanie Baby Bear. We talk about it constantly. (laughs) I'm walking down the street, and lo and behold, I see a garbage bag full of Beanie Babies. (laughs) This is so upsetting. (laughs) I go, wait a minute, I got to take a look here. (laughs) I am peeling through a garbage bag of Beanie Babies, and I all I keep saying is, Princess Diana, Princess Diana, (laughs) and I am pulling out animals one by one and i found my princess diana bear i hate i you. will be retiring with you oh my god i, <laughs> I can't wait for us to you're so in. mad that i have one now because i'm on your level you just got it too easily i feel like it was like i can't believe you just magnetized a princess bear Can does you, she still have her tag even it, she does oh my god it was in mint condition this bag i pulled like five i took all the bears I was like, I don't know the worth of any of these, but I'm taking all of them. There's one. Because there was an Aaron Bear, too. Which is not, it's like a three, it's in the 3K range. Okay, this one, last I looked, I mean, was it 835,000? Because I feel like I found one for that. For the Princess Diana's worth? Correct. How much? 835 Gs. Shut your mouth. I will not. Wow, wow, wow. It's a thing. If we sell our bears, should we take a vacation? 
If we sell our bears, <laughs> we, we can like buy an island. Yeah. A beaver talk island. <laughs> a beaver talk beanie baby island. Oh my God. We'll do one of those bougie retreats. Oh my God. Where everybody. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm ready for this we'll phase of my life. themed vacation. I tell Amir all the time that once he dies, I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Dallas. to move to Kauai and live out my life. So this is maybe how I'll afford it. Really? That's your dream death scenario? Bye. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. How was Kauai? It was phenomenal. I loved it. Umair doesn't want to go back for like at least a bunch. 10 years. Why? He was like, is he not a vacationer? Can he not I sit on a beach? I think he can't relax. Mm. I don't think he can sit on a beach. He got it's like halfway for you. through the, I know, right? <laughs> he got halfway through the week. We hate to stereotype Kent. We were just shamed earlier for pulling the astrological. Um, he hates sitting on a beach day in and day out. Mm. And I was like, we were surfing. We were making dinner. We Activities were doing things. Gore. Come on. And he was like, no, this sucked. But awesome vacation. What's his dream vacation? I, he likes to go do things. He's like a doer. Like a museum person? I don't know if it's museums. I think it's like, more. So you want to go to like, Europe and like run around for right. 12 hours? Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would have said that I'm more that person, but I really adapted to well, you needed sleeping it. on the beach. You needed it. It was great, and I can't wait to cash in my day and a bear to do that for the rest of my life. Wow. Well, you can't go back for 10 years, so. <laughs> it's okay. Eventually. That was my second time going, and I was like, oh, I really love this place. It was very, ma- I've been before, too. It's very magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just feel like you're on another planet. Yeah, you do. It's great. Um, Beaver Talk approved. Why? <laughs> Who knew? Um, exciting news for the first time in history uh, Miss USA Miss Teen USA and Miss America are all black women do we care about beauty pageants I think that's very cool it's a beauty pageant I know but standard and of course it has to do this to be relevant at all in this modern world all right Diana I mean like great like super excited for all the girls all the winners but like it's a beauty it's a beauty pageant did you ever watch that well you're Canadian I what do you not know? watch any of this. All right, you can't weigh in. <laughs> I just, I heard this, is this like terrible. and people were like freaking out and I'm like, we should be freaking out that this is even still happening. I know, but I know that uh, in the box that women are put in where beauty is your ultimate tool of power, it is nice to see women of color getting that power. I guess my and cynical brain is it. like, this is and how they have to stay relevant. You know, maybe we'll see more movies and more stories and it's opening doors in the small way that women are objectified. (laughs) God, I loved a beauty pageant when I was little, though, I tell you. What? What a delight. Oh, my God. To see the gowns. Oh, my God. It was so fun. I used to really love the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Never liked that one. Yeah. Wasn't interested in that. But I got really into that. We were like in college when that came out. Or you were in high school? I was in high school. Who wanted to see those girls not eat? Right? It's like looking back on this, I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I don't know. I heard this. I'm like excited for it. But I also, it's like their grasp of relevance. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Just have to say it. Okay. I hear you. Um, Kim Kardashian West is making a million per Instagram post. I thought that was worth talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You are all, are you back on Kimmy K? I'm always on Kimmy K. I know it's controversial. 
it is so off brand. I just don't understand. I just really love her. I don't know why. I think it's the car show beginnings and like what white trash she is. And I just, I like the rise. I don't know. I can't tell you. I love her mother. I want to do a whole movie about Chris Kardashian. We'll never allow it. I think she's I like, think it's like she wants to be a star though. So I think she would let me in. All right. Well, and I see her. Like I see, I, I have the whole arc in my brain about this. Would you go back, like, you and have, tell her story you from have the beginning? To, because it all starts with Bruce. Oh, it starts with Bruce. Her, yes, her story does not start with Robert. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" I'm talking about her business and the way she ran his business. This, I want the movie to be an entrepreneurship film. <laughs> Oh my god! That's what I'm Dream interested Girl in. Too, the Kim Kardashian, the Chris Kardashian story. Uh, yeah, I'm dead serious. Amazing. I would die. You've heard her interview with Janet Mock, right? Yeah. All right. I think you built it up for me, and then you told me the best parts, and then I kind of was waiting for those parts, and then right. came and went. And you know, I just don't feel inspired by her the way that I respect her for what she built with her business. Listen, she's not for everyone. I don't feel inspired by the Kardashians. It's fine. Are you joining? I'm shooting s- down everything you're, throw- like you're putting up, and I feel bad about it. It's fine. Kim can handle it. Yeah, she can. Are you joining Cecile Richards' supermajority? Tell me about this, because I feel like I heard about it, knew about it, went on vacation, totally dropped like off the face of the earth for me. Okay, so she has joined um, Alicia Garza, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, and Ai Jenpu, the director of... National Domestic Workers Alliance. And basically, it is an organization that states that women are marching, running for office, donating to and advocating for the most powerful force in America. And if we do the work together, basically, women are the supermajority and we should be organizing for gender equality. So basically, you can sign up at supermajority.com to be part of their newsletter. And basically, it teaches you ways to be active. Um, what to vote on, how to vote with within women's equality, um, who to support, where to put your money. Um, also, it's really cool. Like they're doing this activist call with Cecile Richards. You you can dial in and get tips about ways to organize your community. And they're doing tons of things like this. And it's a it's so amazing to see. I think we were wondering what's Cecile going to do. Um, after Planned Parenthood, and it's incredible to see her put together this huge conglomerate of women to like move the needle forward. Like, let's do it. It's amazing. So we all must sign up for it. Yes, absolutely. Am I allowed to sign up for it as a non-voter? Yeah, because you could still organize or spend your money or absolutely. They're weird about stuff like that sometimes. I I would recommend everybody do it. Love it. Definitely. Men and women alike. Um, For our male listeners. Um, Although I don't know if they're allowed, actually. That's a good question. I would think so. If you're in line with women's equality, you might want to be part of the agenda. But then it's not a super majority of women. That's, that's correct. I don't know. That's a gray area. Do your own work. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're recommending it. We're not here for the details, okay? You need to do your own homework. Um, I feel like that's so important, given all the fucked up stuff happening in Alabama lately. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, absolutely. So basically, in Alabama, they have passed a bill that makes performing abortions a felony, and doctors can face up to 99 years in prison. Um, it's like the most insane 
I, I was actually talking to Sal about this as we were taking care of our baby and I was like, abortion should be free. If you don't want to have a baby and you can't handle the responsibility, it should be free. And the fact that we are discriminating and penalizing women and men who who have sex is like absolutely asinine. Um, and something that we can do about it, I always like to donate to the Bolathon as we talk about like spending our money. But basically, it's this amazing organization um, that is part of the Democratic Socialists of America. Our, our resident socialist here will be excited about this. But basically, they pay for women's abortions. It can be up to $2,000 in some states. It's absolutely ridiculous. I can't even express how insane the fact that we're still talking about abortion. It blows my mind. Um, so if you guys are interested, you can you can Google your, uh, basically the Bolathon. Um, which is an amazing cause. And women go out there and they actually bowl and it happens in all 50 states. And they raised something like uh, $91,000 last year to pay for women's abortions. Incredible. I can't think of a better way to spend your money. Seriously. That's amazing. I love it. Um, Transitioning from motherhood to fatherhood. (laughs) It's the only segue I could think of. Um, As a good listen and a thing I'm recommending is Russell Brand's podcast, Under the Skin. I'm a big Russell Brand fan, and I realize not everybody is. He's a bit of an acquired taste, but he did an episode with Karamo Brown of Queer Eye. Karamo is, of course, someone that comes up on Beaver Talk every other episode, pretty much. I so respect Karamo in so many ways. I could not love that man anymore. Yeah, I feel like my original favorite when we did the Queer Eye was Tan, but now I feel like it's Karamo. Yeah, he really came up in season three, and he talks about that in his conversation with Russell Brand. Really? So they talk about, amongst many other things, he talks about fear-based decision-making, the law of abundance, um, fatherhood, and what it was like for him to become an unexpected father when he was very young. Um, And he talks about his history of drug abuse and just kind of how he came to be on Queer Eye and what he hopes to do with it. And he talks about Queer Eye in a way, you know, they've all been doing so much press and so many interviews and so much media coverage. But it was the first time I had really heard Queer Eye talked about in a way that felt deeply meaningful. Mm. I think Karamo brought this level to it that I've heard kind of the other cast members hit on, but he has such a level, he has such a way of infusing every... Yeah, he has such a way of communicating that just infuses everything with such deep meaning mm. without it feeling like kind of hokey. Yeah. I f- seriously feel like he's like the male I Oprah. didn't realize he was a social worker for like 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, so it's a great listen and it's really, um, he even does some therapy on Russell Brand, which was probably my favorite moment. Of I know. I listened thing. to half of it per your recommendation um, and I'm excited to hear that half of it. Yeah. Who doesn't like, like a good therapy session? He's like, if I may, I noticed you doing some things even in the short amount of time we've been together. If I could just talk to you about that. What? And Russell Brand's like, what? Karamo, come to my life. Oh, I Tell just me what Karamo. I am doing wrong. <laughs> I just want him to come and fix my life so badly. And he has his own podcast now where it's a call-in show. Oh my God. Well, well, well here we go. <laughs> we should try Mama to call Mamma Mia, here, here we, we go, go again. again. Get on the phone. <laughs> I don't even know which facet of my life. Ring a ding ding. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's a great listen. I really loved it. And I think that it's just a really important conversation that we don't often hear. I love it. 
Um, you also have down here, what is the, I'm very curious about this slow burn. Tell me about this. Oh my God. So in the same breath, slow burn is a podcast that is produced by <clears throat> Slate Plus, which is a division of Slate. And each season, they basically deep dive a headline and mm-hmm. get into, it's all, pol- it's all politically focused and they get into the context, stories, characters, plot that came to create the thing that we all, we've all heard about, but you can't really tell anyone about because it's like such a buzzword. Mm-hmm. So for the first season, they did Watergate. And second season, they did the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. It, I listened to the whole thing on the plane because I had like a six-hour plane ride. Um, it's an audio it's a podcast. It's a podcast, okay. And it's eight episodes, and it basically just left me... You're really doing a lot of deep diving on the Clintons these days. Yeah. It basically just left me seething with rage about the patriarchy and about Bill Clinton and about privilege and misogyny. Yeah. And it's so interesting because he does an entire episode around feminism, mm-hmm. and he does an entire episode around... At the end, he talks about what this did for Hillary, you know, what the Monica Lewinsky scandal did for Hillary Clinton's career, which was really interesting because she was actually more popular by the end of it, Mm. which kind of then set her up to pursue what she ended up doing. But I I didn't know anything about it. I was so young when all of it was happening and I'm Canadian and just had no idea. And the Monica Lewinsky scandal was obviously so massive and was brought up a lot during 2016 even. Absolutely. Um, And it really changed it really gave me a lot of empathy for some some of my female friends I know who did did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton and mm. did not support her. Yeah. Um and it really helped Did provi- it okay, yeah. continue. Oh no, I was going to say it really helped provide context as to why people seriously dislike Bill Clinton and what he represents. Sure. Did it how did it make you feel about Hillary after it? Um I think it 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 really does not focus on Hillary and it really does not tell know, but her story you feel about Bill. I've always, it's funny. I was, I was I telling her him, to leave him. Oh, hundred percent. It sucks. It's like, so, and what's interesting is the house I grew up in was so different from so many other households in that both my mom and my grandmother were on Monica Lewinsky's side. And mm. we're saying like, you know, Bill Clinton's a scoundrel and he's like, a terrible man and like I think they just both thought you know my god if this was my 23 year old daughter I would be mortified outraged like and so I think growing up in that context it's it's very different than how most people grew up um and this the guy who hosts the podcast actually talks about how he grew up in a democratic household where they stood by Bill Clinton the whole way Mm -hmm. his parents did um and how doing this podcast was his way of kind of challenging those assumptions and mm-hmm. challenging those uh the way that he was raised so i highly recommend it and answer the question it didn't change hillary for me okay because it, it doesn't it honestly does not talk to talk about her almost at all mm-hmm. and i think it didn't but doesn't it make you feel some kind of way not any you? way that i didn't already feel mm, okay it made me seriously hate bill clinton right <laughs> it made me well, like that's what i'm getting at is it's hard to... But that's always been something I don't support her on. Right. And that's always been something that I've felt kind of fucks up her whole, like, feminist agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this podcast, I really want you to listen to it because I think it's, like, 
the I think the, the host's feminism is a little bit interesting. He definitely doesn't feel confident talking about it. So mm. I almost wish he had brought in another person person to kind of handle those conversations. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's really, really What do I do? Do I just Google Slate Podcast? What's just it Google called? Google Slow Burn. Slow Burn. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's wow. crazy. I listened to it on the way to Hawaii and I was like, why do you keep listening to this very serious stuff while we're going on vacation? Because I also listened to Recovery on our honeymoon, which was maybe not the best call. Well, what can you do? You like what you like. That's all right. We all we all get there eventually. Um, What's going on with Jane the Virgin? You know, it's the last season. Just want to give a shout out to, <laughs> to it. It's um, I mean, if you, you, there's no way for you to pop in really at this point unless you Never care. Never gonna watch this show. No, you're not. Um, but it is like a cheesy soap opera. And my mother, who raised me on General Hospital, I was like, you need to watch this show. This is like, which I'm sure is pulled from all the telenovelas. I'm like, this is his, like they do all the best things that soap operas do, but in a way that feels very genuine. Like you know, they talk about being. Um, her grandmother being undocumented. Like there are all these like real issues kind of embedded in this very flowery, fun, fast paced, delightful show. That's like, it's like a cupcake and it's great. Um, and I kept, and I was in Buffalo and I finally got my mom to watch and she's like, how come I haven't been watching this show? And I was like, God damn it, Mary Alice. (laughs) But anyway, I'm excited. It's the last season. You know, tweet me. Is she going to – don't tweet me. I'm not on Twitter. DM <laughs> us on the Beaver Talk Instagram. Tell me if we're Team Raph or Team Michael. Oh, boy. This is a real serious debate in my household. And I'm real torn, guys. Who are you? Because Michael's alive again. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which team are you? I think I'm Team Michael. But Sal is Team Raph because Raph is Mateo's real father. So it's a whole thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sounds fraught. It's fun. I love it. It's fun, fun, fun. Um, Let's mo- burn some bridges. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving right along. I think we need to burn some bridges. Do you have something you'd like to say to I Jeff get- Peanut Butter? Yeah, you know what, guys? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'd like to take a moment. I was listening to a podcast, um, the Motherly Podcast, which is phenomenal, and this woman, um, Ann Slaughter, who is a uh, a political correspondent worked for the state government, basically wrote this beautiful, you know, book about motherhood and basically was like the next era of feminism is the men's era and how men need to get back into the home and how, if we're going to have equality, women have done the work of having it all and we need to give men that space and we need to let it go. And there was this huge conversation around how painful that is uh, being, you know, a domain that we don't really get often to hold on to but how basically we need to let it go. And that said, I will formally apologize for the Jif peanut butter and the kicks cereal because they in their way are making it more inclusive for parents. And I was speaking from my own scarcity and I think it's, we do need men to be more involved in the home a thousand, thousand percent. Um, And if we have to do that on a cereal box, great. Wow, I never thought I'd see the day. You know, I'm a big enough woman that I can admit when. I feel like this is when like, I've picked the wrong food company to yell at. You know, it happens to the best of us, Aaron, and I'm proud of you for taking the upper upper hand. That on it. being said, oh boy, I got into a fight 
um, with a parishioner at Easter Sunday Mass. <laughs> I have not heard this story, and I need you to tell me now. Well, you know, my mom is Catholic, and I say I'm Catholic, too, just because I feel like, even though I'm not practicing, if you're born, like, and you go to Catholic school, like, it's embedded in my brain, basically. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Anyway, so, you know, she's like, let's go to Easter Mass and, you know, bring the baby. You know, this is like her dream, basically, is like having Virginia be, you know, us all be in Mass together. This is her vision of, like, what's going to happen. We're all going to sit in this pew. Now, me, being her mother, knows that the minute we get in there, she's going to start screaming or she's going to want to eat. Or This is not a situation where I'm going to sit in any capacity. So, So that's what happens. We go in. And my mom's like, it's fine. There's a screaming room in the back for you to bring the baby, which is also kind of pissed me off because it's like now I have to be relegated to like a different part of the church, whatever. The pay basically forces people to have children anyway because they don't support abortion. All these things are spinning in my brain. Right. So anyway, then, you know, I sit in the corner or whatever. And this is always my biggest. I'm like, I'm going to have to whip my breasts out at church. Like this is going to happen. And. I'm not one of those people who uses a cover because I'm not coordinated enough and I, I really don't give a fuck about it anymore and I thought that I would and that I don't. So this is, this is who I am and this is what's going to happen now. And so I'm in the corner and, I'm fe- and I have to feed her. And as I have to feed her, it's like always, this has happened to me on the flight too. It's like whatever the most inconvenient time for me to be physically exposed is always what happens. So anyway, there's this old man and he's collecting all of the money, you know, for the baskets or whatever. And I'm feeding her. And like when I'm, I'm focused on her and I don't, I'm not looking at anybody else. So I don't, I'm not paying attention. Like I don't care if people are uncomfortable. Like my baby is hungry. So then at the end of the mass, that's all well and good. And I'm, we're leaving, going in the back to leave. And he comes up to me and he goes, I would have put you in the back room. And I was like, what? And I was like, I was in the back room. He's like, no, there's another room. And I would have put you in the back room. And I was like, why? And then my feminist brain, because I'm a defensive feminist blogger and podcaster, was like, it's legal in all 50 states. Like, I just go off on this guy. Like, don't tell me where I can be or not be. And like, this is, and I'm with my family. Like, do not, like, I get so mad at him. And I think, then he kind of backpedaled and was like, for your privacy, you know, we would have given you this space. And I was like, I'm, I'm fine. And that was our, what and I was like, oh God, this is, <laughs> of course, this would happen to me. What did your mom do? Well, thankfully she was at the pew still. And I was walking around with Virginia, you know, soothing her as she's screaming. So she wasn't privy to the but my father is sour. <laughs> and they were like, you could have been nicer. Like, he wasn't. And I was like, he was coming for me. Oh, my God. And he probably Aaron. wasn't. But. Aaron. Sorry. I'm, I'm here for it. You know I'm here for it. You know, it's just, it's, there's no good place to do anything. And we don't give women the space to do anything. And, like, when we do, it's, it has to be relegated to, like, a corner. You know, it just, it really irks me. Catholic church, man. Well, and also like the objectification of women would assume that my breasts are for anything else. It's just, there's so much layers to it. And, you know, it probably wasn't appropriate to yell at an 80 year old parishioner, but I did. That's that's who I am. That's why we're friends. 
I feel like you need to burn some bridges, Diana. I don't have any bridges to burn. I've been racking my brain and I was like <sighs> thinking about it. I feel like I'm more back in the church praying for people. All I'm right. worried about a lot of people. Are you? I have one more bridge that I'm burning. With who? <laughs> um, it's a quick one. Basically, I was catcalled in my neighborhood, like told to smile, you know, something like that. And I just yelled, call your mother. And it was great. And I think if people are going to give women unsolicited advice, we should be allowed to give it back. What did he do? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I just kept it moving. You know, before I went Call on- your mother! <laughs> <laughs> before I went on holiday, two different people in the span of two weeks said, fuck you, bitch, to me. Because I ignored what? them. I know. And I was going on holiday, so I'm like, I'm leaving anyways. I don't want to internalize Where this. Where were you? Uh, one of them was in Brooklyn. One of them was literally out front of our studio <laughs> at like 8.30 in the morning. What? It was, it's It's crazy. jarring when that happens, it's isn't it? It's crazy. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? <gasps> the worst part about it is like this guy. So this guy was walking. It's early in the morning in Manhattan. It's, so it's 8 like, in the morning. Right. Jeez, people. So he was like asking me for money and I kind of ignored him. And then he's like, fuck you, bitch. And then <laughs> and I went in and get got. Like, I just went inside to a coffee shop to wait for you. And then I see this guy, the same guy, like, loving on this dog and being like, he's so cute. I was like, oh, my God. What a horrible human. Uh, And the other guy was just a jerk. But yeah, it's a real thing. I know it's bad in New York. It's really bad in New York. It's really bad. It's one of the first things I noticed when I moved here. I know it is. It's It's very... Jarring. Aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's draining. Mm-hmm. And I it's... got it much more when I was younger. You're so old now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was here when I was 22. Yeah. I, you know, not that that makes it better, because who wants to deal with that? I'm much more equipped to yell at somebody now. I also got cat called in Hawaii, though. So it's like, I got cat called when I was pregnant, which I also thought was kind of weird. Whoa. Isn't that weird? But then I was like, do I still got it? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, this is gross. Oh, my God. But if that's what you're into. It's very strange out there. Tell me who you're praying for. The entire cast of Game of Thrones. But more specifically, Sophie Turner, Amelia Clark, and Maisie Williams. Because I just feel like nobody's going to hire them when this is over. Oh and God. I'm like, Diana, what do we know about these cast? These Did types of cast? Amelia Clark, didn't she star in that movie and nobody saw it? Correct. Oh, God. <laughs> But they're all I will see the whole cast of all the men do great and it'll oh, be yeah. a girl's situation. That's my feeling. And I just want to say I'm like so excited about all the like I mean, last season, I'm so excited about all of the like fun attention they're getting. Like Drake thanked Arya Stark and his Billboard Music Awards acceptance. Speech. We don't like Drake and we his underage. We don't like of women. We don't like Drake. What I'm saying is it's just fun and it's like very cultural right now. And I just want to see them continue because I think they're all very talented. Who do you want to take the the throne? I don't care. (laughs) I I, want Cersei to win. 100%. (laughs) I want Cersei to win 100%. and It's never going to happen. My mom is doing a pool, a a Game of Thrones pool. She's she's never seen the show in her life. So all the teachers pick a name. I love it. And then I don't know what happens when they win or something probably. But she got Cersei. And she's like, tell me who Cersei is. And I was like, she's the best one. And she's no one likes favorite. her. And everyone hates her. And oh, 
It's amazing. And Mary thought I was a sociopath, and I think he considered breaking up with me when I said I wanted her to take the throne. Totally. Sal feels the same. He's yeah. like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, she's the best character on that show. Agreed. Aligned. Um, you are praying for ice cream? <laughs> Um, I think Ben and Jerry's is doing some great social activist work. They just did this campaign around 420 and we're basically like, check your 420 privilege because we put all these black men, you know, in jail for marijuana. Yet white people get to celebrate it and now we're making tons of money off of it. Um, and I think that's so cool. And even though I add my own toppings to their ice cream because I think it's a little scarce, I think they're doing great work and I'll continue to buy their products. Ben and Jerry's don't come for us because Aaron's calling you, could, you out. You could chop up a pretzel <laughs> for some extra crunch. I'm like a deep ice cream aficionado lately. It's oh keeping me alive. I'm breastfeeding. Love right. it. Things we're excited about. We're seeing Liz Gilbert next month. I think it's this month. June 4th. Oh, it's next month. Oh, girl. I'm so excited. I know. It's I think be she's great. on my bucket list of people I want to see. And be in the same room with. I saw her because you bought me a ticket. And to what? I saw her speak about Big Magic. What are you talking? Why did I buy you a ticket? Why didn't I go? Because I don't think you were here. I think you were touring with Dream Girl. Maybe I bought a ticket for me and I wasn't yeah, there. You, and no, I gave no, it to you gave it to me. You didn't buy it for me. Oh, I see. But you gave it to me. So I saw her. Well, that was nice of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you told me about it. You're a it. lovely person. Oh, I can't wait to see her. Although Big Magic was great. And I am always kind of irked when you go see people talk about a book and then they tell you everything that's in the book and then you read the book. It's kind of like what happened with Cecile Richards. That's 100% what's going to happen. I know. I just want her to talk about Big Magic the whole time. Maybe we should think of a question to ask her. You always ask a question. Oh, I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Save it. Speaking of books, um, I guess Eve Ensler wrote a new one. I can't even get to the bottom of the synopsis. It's so depressing. <laughs> well, Eve Ensler is a woman her. that takes, she like swings hard, man. Oh my God. And she's. The apology. Yeah. It's going to be. You know who talked about it? it was Mark Marin was like, I recommend this book. <laughs> oh boy. He's like, maybe I'll have her on to talk about it. But then he was kind of like, but it's so heavy. I don't know. Have you read In the Body of the World? No. You should. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. Mm, I'll read it. I love um, you, Bensler. Yeah. Definitely read In the Body of the World. I also love that she was a consultant on that movie. That Mad, Mad Max, Max movie. Yeah. Too good. Yeah. That was a cool move. It, it, she didn't. They didn't listen to her, I feel. And it's not like you can they have did. some kind of. They for sure did. That movie is insanely feminist. Oh, yes. If you're going to cast models for actresses and. Do all the Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Just saying. Eve Ensler didn't direct it or anything. We Charlize Theron and that's all that matters. She's real great. Um, there's a blackish, another blackish spinoff happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, it's not as exciting, but they're going to do something about Tracy Ellis Ross being a young woman um, or like showing like a middle school version and um, called Mixed-ish, and I think it sounds cute. And Tracy Ellis Ross, the first-time executive producer, which is very cool. I'll follow her wherever she goes. Yeah, don't scoff, Diana. I mean, this is the gift that keeps on giving. They're doing with this with all the shows. It's like just spin-off after spin-off after spin-off. I will mm-hmm. say, did you ever watch Suits? No. So. Who's one- in that? 
a bunch of people that nobody cares about. Is that the one that Meghan Markle? Markle used to be in? Okay. It's on like, what's that station? USA? Yeah. One of the characters named Jessica Pearson is like this badass corporate lawyer. Mm -hmm. She's getting a spinoff. And I cannot wait. She's my favorite character on that show. Who watches Suits? I don't watch it anymore. But when it was cool to watch. When was it ever cool to watch? Leave me alone. I've never heard of it. They had like 50 of those shows about lawyers and doctors. I cannot keep up with that shit. I, Firefighters. I can't. Firefighter stuff it's was too much, much later. Much later. The, fair alone. enough. But Leave I'm just alone. saying there, there's a zillion about them. Anything else? Um. Well, Joanne Wilson, a.k.a. the Gotham Gal, writes a blog, which is phenomenal because she basically it has no rhyme or reason. She just expresses an emotion, writes it down, and sends it out into the Internet. And she wrote this amazing piece about how basically kind of how women have gaps in their careers based on t- taking care of children and how women should be accrediting this time as being like a CEO of your household, basically, <laughs> and how all of these different... um roles and stuff can kind of add to your career's net worth. So it just was a beautiful thing. I actually posted it on my Instagram. Um, and I'm just constantly reminded of what a badass woman Joanne is. And I just love her. So. Yeah, it was very cool. So well written, too. Yeah, she's the best. Loved it. I just love to interview her for like 10 hours about motherhood. Just do it. She's like such great insight. Um, And last but not least, wine country is something we're Will it be this. out by the time this happens? When is it coming out? Do we know? I don't know. It's soon, honest. I believe. I think it's soon. I have it in my calendar. Actually, Sal was like, are we going to wine country? Because I write, I have little notes in my calendar about things as they come out that I'm looking forward to. He was very confused by that one. <laughs> I, I just feel like we have to drink it with like a bottle of, you have to be drunk when you watch this movie. What's your favorite type of wine? Wow. I'm a Cabernet Sauvignon. Ew, weirdo. Kind of Why was that a weird question? Just, you put your bag on the table in such an official way, and you were like <laughs> looking for calling my, me out. I'm looking for my tarot So cards. directly. Are we doing a tarot reading? You know it, bitch. It's on the notes list, but I just never know. <laughs> Wait, what was your favorite wine? Red. Cabernet Sauvignon. Red? Okay. <laughs> Kent, what's your favorite wine? You're probably a wino. Uh, Albert, yeah. Ooh. Damn. Such a basic over here. Oh, please. Mine's like a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I'll take anything, You're a Pinot actually. Grigio girl? I just don't love red, honestly. You and Gaga? Sorry. Pinot Grigio girls. What a great song. <laughs> May 10th. May 10th. It's out. It's out. It's out. Guys, watch it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. DM us on Beaver Talk IG and tell us what you think. Am I speaking a card? Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Nora, who recommended Fleabag for us to watch. Yeah, Nora's been telling me about this show every day, so thank you, Nora. I've never heard of it, but we'll I have. Maybe we should have her back for the episode. Sure. Six of Wands. I feel like Kent needs to bring our magician music back. Um, what do we got here? Sorry, what six, of Wands? Six of Wands. Oh, look at that. I've just opened to that page. We've got an orange tabby with a bunch of cats behind her. I'm not really sure what's happening be honest with you she looks like she's walking toward the camera the door opens and bold young red tabby strolls into the room unchallenged her pride and self-confidence demand respect but they may also incite envy the black and white kitty does not look pleased the six of wands may seem a most welcome sign 
the recognition that you can seek can be yours. Triumph and pride and accomplishments should always be tempered by humility and respect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what any of that meant. But I appreciate it. It means you can have it all, but like be humble. Sit down. Be humble. There you go. All right. Fair enough. Happy Feminist Wednesday, guys. Happy Feminist Wednesday. And seek us out on Instagram. Diane and I are doing some fun things on there. We're doing some polls. We're asking some questions. It's the best way to chat with us. I'm on it literally 24-7. So join us. Thanks, Erin. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Thanks, Kent. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.